0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 994, We Are Enough and We Don't Need to Be Perfect by Heather Avery with tinybuddha.com and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Friday, if you're listening in real time and welcome back or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is where I simply narrate blogs for you, usually, sometimes books, all with permission from the websites and today's author is a guest writer on Tiny Buddha. Before we get to it, thank you to LaCroix Sparkling Water for their support. It's a no-calorie, no-sweetener, and no-sodium beverage with nothing artificial, just a hint of fruit essences so you can have a tastier version of water. Make the switch to LaCroix sparkling water. A listener of this show did, and he loves it. I'll talk about that at the end, but for now, check them out at lacroixwater.com or on your favorite social network, at LaCroix Water. That's L-A-C-R-O-I-X, water.com. So let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. We are enough and we don't need to be perfect by Heather Avery with tinybuddha.com. Quote, you alone are enough. You have nothing to prove to anybody. Maya Angelou. Every day on TV, the media tells us how we should be and how we should look. In mainstream society, we are taught to identify with our physical body and our possessions. We are led to believe that if we look a certain way, we will be happier, loved more, and accepted by others. I used to believe this. I bought into it hook, line, and sinker. I came across a photo of myself taken about 12 years ago when I looked radiant. The sun lit up behind me, my skin looked porcelain, and I had this amazing red hair. I looked at myself and thought how beautiful I was. At the same time, I looked at that girl in the photo, and she was a stranger. The girl felt anything but beautiful. She hated herself felt unworthy of love, and thought she didn't belong because she wasn't thin enough or pretty enough. Growing up, I was a victim of child abuse and bullying. It played a large role in my thinking in later years. My father used to call me his ugly little girl, and he also used to be cruel to my mother, who was overweight at the time. So I knew that when I grew up, I would have to be thin and pretty to be loved. I also had thick glasses as a child, and kids often screamed the nickname fish eyes across the school bus during middle school years. At this time of my life, my peers excluded me, my father ostracized me, and the physical abuse I endured weighed heavily on my chest. Fast forward to college, I was a theater major. My voice teacher got me my first professional gig, and she believed in me. My talent got me leading roles many times, and I felt confident. Then the time came to sit down with an agent to be represented. It wasn't about talent anymore. I was told how my physical appearance didn't stack up to the competition. I could easily give you the list of all the things that were quote-unquote wrong with me. What was right with me? I wasn't pretty enough, which subconsciously meant not good enough. I wasn't asked to sing or read a scene or even do the one-minute monologue that I had prepared. This was my past, not my present, and definitely not my future. I now know I am enough. And if someone else doesn't see my worth, it's okay. I am enough. It's even written on my yoga mat. As a yoga teacher, it took me some time to get over the search for the perfect posture. Even yoga magazines post photos of the extremely limber, handstand steady, beautifully poised, and lean types. So many think that's how it's supposed to be. Yoga magazines teach us to identify to our physical body because our eyes take it all in and we believe that's what yoga is about. The words in the magazine say differently, but our eyes take in the images of yoga models and our brains perceive them as perfectly poised, inferring that this is what yoga is. For some, this may be a reason not to practice. There is still this belief that yoga is meant for the thin, agile, and bendy. This isn't what the practice is about. I began my yoga practice to gain self-improvement, and I got self-acceptance. Self-improvement came along for the ride. I began to see my worth as a human being. Instead of thin, I think healthy. Instead of looking for beauty in the mirror, I found it inside of me and it was there all along. Losing five pounds won't make me any happier. If I do a perfect forearm stand, my life doesn't change. It doesn't mean I stop trying or working toward goals, but I stop identifying my body and physical practice with who I am. I stop identifying my physical appearance with self-worth. I am not my tight muscles. I am not my weight or my gene size or even my yoga practice. I am enough. I am me. Some of you may be thinking, how does a yoga practice do all that? Time and patience. I began my journey unable to touch my toes. The day I did, there was no fanfare, no choir of angels singing, no fireworks, and no party. There was room, and it felt good. The day I was finally able to stand on my head without a wall, something amazing happened. Nothing. If I fell on my face in an arm balance, and I have, the same thing happened, nothing. No one would stop and stare, laugh, or point because everyone was in their own practice. Over time, we begin to put our fears and ego aside. Over time, we begin to listen to our body and become more aware, judging it less and loving it more. We figure out the lessons we learn on our mat translate to the real world. The world doesn't change, but our perception of it does. Stress doesn't go away, but the way we deal with it changes. When we are kinder to ourselves, we become kinder to others. When we love ourselves, become compassionate and patient with ourselves, we are able to give it away freely to others. I have learned over the years, I am not my past. I am not what happened to me, and I am not my physical body. My body is a vehicle that takes me through this world. Yoga is a tool to help me take care of that vehicle while I honor my entire being. I am so much more, I have so much to give, and I am perfect just the way I am. As I go through life, there will always be someone who will criticize and judge, let them. It speaks more about them than it does about me. I want you to know that you are amazing and perfect just the way you are. Criticize yourself less, love yourself more, and you will be happier. True beauty is found within. Almost every class I teach, I will say, practice makes, and wait for an answer. Someone usually shouts, perfect. I reply with, progress, because you already are perfect. You've been brainwashed to think that perfection is outside of ourselves, the perfect house, car, family, and life, the perfect body, the perfect pose. We have been brainwashed to strive for perfection. All this striving makes us miserable. We can have goals, work toward them, and become better at things, but when we identify them with who we are, it steals our joy. A dear friend and teacher says, never give up, always let go. So keep moving forward and never give up. You are precious and priceless. When we find our true nature, this is where happiness lies. Joy cannot be found outside of ourselves. If there is something you don't like, change it, but don't identify with it. Every day, be the best you that you can be by loving yourself. Look in the mirror every morning and pick something nice to say to yourself. You may think that this is ridiculous and obvious, but we spend more time looking in the mirror criticizing than honoring ourselves. Make this a daily habit. You can even use a favorite quote or affirmation to set the tone for the day. Journal, write down all the things that make you wonderful and read them. Even tougher, read them out loud. Another tip towards self-love is meditation. This is scientifically proven to change the chemistry in the brain, reduce depression, and change negative thought patterns, among other things the path to love and joy isn't difficult. However, the tough part is letting go of all the brainwashing from our past and the media. Invest time in you and the rewards will be great. You just listened to the post titled, We Are Enough and We Don't Need to Be Perfect by Heather Avery with tinybuddha.com. That quote at the beginning of the article from Maya Angelou is a great one. I actually recently narrated an article from Mark Manson about her. That was episodes 991 and 992, if you wanna check that out. It's a good one about growing from your pain and trauma. Ties in nicely to this one. And thank you to LaCroix Sparkling Water for sponsoring this episode. Water gets boring fast, and drinking sodas all the time is something I try to avoid. I don't know about you. Why deal with extra calories, sodium, and sweeteners? Make the switch to LaCroix Sparkling Water a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. I had a listener write in and reached out to the company to thank them for sponsoring this podcast because he found out about LaCroix, made the switch from soda, and is now getting the benefits, but still satisfies the craving for flavor. I was so happy to hear that. And there are 14 LaCroix flavors like orange, lemon, cran raspberry. There's also coconut, key lime, and more, including six LaCroix curate flavors like melon pomelo and kiwi sandia. They're gluten-free, vegan, and non-GMO. And as I mentioned, no calories, sweeteners, or sodium. You can check them out and see a full list of retailers on their site, lacroixwater.com, and join their community on your favorite social network at LaCroix Water. That's L-A-C-R-O-I-X, water.com. And I have it linked in this episode's description. That should do it for today. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend if you're listening in real time. And I'll see you tomorrow